0: Welcome to the Loki Podcast with John Ball from Present Influence. Today I am very excited to welcome to the Loki Podcast my very special guest, Cindy Ashton. Cindy, welcome to the podcast. John,
1: I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I'm really, really excited and I've been super looking forward to this. You know, so you have such great energy and it was no surprise when Stephanie Scheller introduced me to you that you were going to be a, a wonderful guest to have on the show. you have never come across Cindy before. Cindy has been working with presenters and executives, business owners on speaking skills, presentation skills. For over 20 years, specializing in how to use voice, body language, story, and energy to increase sales and influence. So that's one of the reasons particularly why I was super excited to have you on the show today. Cindy is also an award-winning TV host from her show, Cindy Uncorked, a singer, an entertainer, a keynote speaker who's even shared stages with Emmy winners and Broadway professionals. Is there nothing you can't do, Cindy? Welcome (laughs) to the show. (laughs) Is there anything <laughs> Thank there? you, John. Did I leave anything important out there?
1: No, it's all good. You know, it's funny because when I was in my 20s, I'm like, wow, how did that person do all that? I'll never be able to do all that. And now that I'm like mid-40s, I look at my resume and go, wow, did I actually do all that? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: that um, it's
1: an age thing, age and experience.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic resume and I'm really excited to speak to you. When we had a bit of a chat about what we would talk about today, one of the things that seems most pertinent, which is something that you were very keen to focus on as well, was really about how we present ourselves online. Now that we're having to move so much onto digital platforms and like we are today having these sorts of meetings and presentations, it's a little bit different. Some things stay the same, but there are differences. Is that something you can enlighten us a bit more about today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first I'm going to address, because there's different types of presenters, there's actual keynote speakers, like real traditional presenters, but then there's also people up to present as part of business or do sales conversations. So let's address one at a time, because there are differences. I want to address the keynote speakers, because what I'm noticing is that companies are now hiring speakers to speak virtually. The money is not nearly as good, but speakers are still getting booked. It's just for virtual gigs in 2020. And my concern is is that the majority of keynote speakers don't understand how to deliver on camera and how to get engagement it's one thing to be on a stage and have an audience and riff off the audience and feel the audience but how do you get engagement and how does your delivery change when you're on camera delivering?
0: indeed so yeah, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt your flow, but uh, just, just one of the things that uh, I, I tend to work with uh, a lot of business owners and, um, what would I say, P- people who are maybe just coming into presentation skills who may who this is going to be particularly important for. But I'm hopeful that there are people who are doing public speaking, listening in, listening into this as well. What's the general experience in the market? Is it affecting bookings on a a grander scale or is it just all shifting to virtual?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll talk about the techniques for camera, delivering on camera in a moment. I want to answer your question. So what I'm seeing is that there are still people getting booked for live stage bookings in 2021. Um, I know a lot of my clients, I suggest them um, because my clients are already super established and then they come to me to get to that absolute top one percentile. um, I'm suggesting, even though I'm not a booking agent, I'm so well connected. A lot of my clients, I'm suggesting them for gigs and they're getting booked for 2021. So people are still getting a lot of bookings. As of right now, though, existing bookings for 2020 are either being canceled or they're being rescheduled, all of mine have been completely rescheduled to 2021, um, or they're being going virtual. But in addition to that, a lot of people are saying, well, I don't know if I should be working on getting bookings, you should be. Because right now, especially companies are hiring, they're doing virtual webinars, they're doing virtual series, and they're hiring speakers. Now, I will tell you, because again, I'm so connected, I've spoken to some speaker managers. Those gigs are coming in at about $1,000 to $1,500. So to address your question, John, around bookings, speakers should absolutely still be going after bookings. What has happened in the industry is that the current 2020 bookings have either been postponed, canceled, canceled, postponed to 21, 20, 2021, canceled, or they have been going virtual. They're, they're just hosting these events virtually. So I know from my own clientele that a lot of my clients are still getting bookings, live and in-person bookings for 2021. So you still want to keep the hustle on and get yourself out there. But here's the new thing that's really become a trend. If you have a topic that can be positioned for companies corporate organizations a lot of organizations we're seeing are starting to do webinar series or hiring virtual presenters now talking to a couple of booking agents i will tell you that the pay for those are have dropped substantially the average person is getting a thousand to fifteen hundred for a webinar presentation however I say, go do it, because first of all, you're getting into these companies. Secondly, what you do before the gig, during the gig, and after the gig can upsell you into training and coaching and consulting work. So in my opinion, I'm seeing a lot of speakers go, oh, okay, I don't have a career now. And I'm like, no, you've got to keep it on. Mm -hmm. And you just, you have to keep going. And especially if you have, if you can be positioned for the corporate market, there's demand for you, not huge demand, but there's still some paying stuff going on.
0: Is, is it possible then that now could actually be a good time for people who are just getting started to, to be taking these strategies?
1: I think that if this is something that you wanna do, you should get started, but don't expect to get paid. You have to earn your badges like the rest of us. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is for anybody getting started, whether it was 2020 or for the past years, the speaking world is so unbelievably oversaturated that what I will say is if you're getting started now, it's a great time because a lot of people are dropping off. They don't—they just weren't seasoned enough or they didn't have their stuff together to be able to continue on. So it's actually a good opportunity for you to come up, but it's going to be really important for you to think broader than, oh, I'm going to help you to grow your business. I'm going to help you to be healthy. You really need to pick a niche and own that niche, get press in that niche, make connections on LinkedIn. Because here's the other trend that was happening in 2019 in the speaking world. And I do want to get to virtual presenting skills shortly as well of how you actually present online now that more speakers are getting booked for online. Um, But in 2019, one of the big trends that we were seeing, and again, I talked to a lot of booking agents, is that when they would be working with their conferences, the conference promoters were saying, listen, at this point, we're getting a thousand applications because the industry is so oversaturated. So you either have to do an amazing job of really knowing how to connect and market and get referrals, or you need to already be at somebody like my level, who's a 10,000 plus speaker, who's very seasoned, that's already known, Um, because, so it's actually quite, Lovely, John, because I do think the speaking world is oversaturated. So going back to 2020, it's going to be important that if this is a career that you want to do, you need to be smarter about it. So pick up, pick a target market, get articles and videos around how your problem, how what you solve, what you speak about is in there. Um, So then you're getting press, for example, in the retail space, or you're getting press in financial services. People are starting to see you, you're starting to see in these different industries, you know, what events are going on, you're starting to see who's attached to those events are connecting on LinkedIn. It's all about building relationships, and being seen as the influencer so that you can get the paid gigs. Because like I said, the way that people were getting bookings in the last few years has completely changed.
0: It's it's, it's interesting and uh, something that uh, I I myself have been moving a bit more into some professional public speaking work. And of course, things are a bit, I I I felt like it was a bit on hold right now, but it sounds like there's actually some, there are some opportunities out there if if you're ready to move everything on. Yes.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are coming to me going, wait a second, how are your clients getting booked right now? And so I'm like, I'm tempted to start a course on this, but I'm like, if somebody wants mentoring, just talk to me. I will mentor you through how you can get booked because if you leverage now, people are gonna remember you and you're building the relationships for in three to six months when they're ready to book. You gotta do it now, now is the hustle time.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to talk to you about that myself after. (laughs) we'll talk offline <laughs> right. so there's definitely some technical elements that are going to be involved in this and I'm already aware of it I mean my, my work in coaching and running webinars has been online for a long time anyway and I'm kind of glad that I already got those skills and already using those sorts of uh, t- tools and being online so much already and um, but there is definitely more to it than just having the right platform and uh, and the right bits of kit. Can can you tell us what you see as being particularly important on the more technical delivery side of this? Then
1: yes, I mean obviously, I have a light ring. You want to have lighting. You want to have a good background, nothing too cluttered. You've got an amazing background, but from the technical presenting part, for keynote speakers who are now getting off stage and doing virtual presentations, here's what the problem is that I'm seeing is first of all, they're used to being able to interact with a crowd. And so they no longer have that energy. So how do they create that connection? And the second thing is, is they're so used to being so big and over on the top, which I'm never a big fan of anyways. I'm about being grounded. And if excitement comes, it comes from truth versus trying too hard. But more than ever, ever, keynote speakers need to learn how to bring it smaller And know how to ask the right questions and make it a lot more interactive because it can't feel the energy as easily um, as a live crowd. It's a totally different experience. So to give you a couple of techniques to start, the first is you want to be eliciting responses. So when you go back to your speech that you're about to deliver as a webinar or just an online presentation like you and I are talking Um, what you want to go is where can I insert questions? Like I just gave you this technique, do it right now. And write in the comments, one word, or everybody give me a hell yeah. in the comments, if you love this new tactic or, all right, people, I'm giving you a choice of a B or C, which tactic do you think is going to work for you? So you want to be able to elicit engagement because otherwise you don't know how people are responding. So you definitely want to be asking questions um, to elicit responses. That's one way of creating connection. And that's one way you need to alter your talk is really get those questions in there. The second thing you need to do is find a way to, I always talk to my clients about raising your oxytocin. And so oxytocin is a love drug. I just did a video on this and put it on my YouTube. But oxytocin is a love drug. So just like when you're with somebody that you're attracted to, you feel like you're vibrant your energy is attracted. You have to buy from them. You want to kiss them. You want to be with them. You can raise your oxytocin before you go on camera so that people so first of all you're going to come up across as vibrant and full of energy but people go oh my god there's something about john what is that energy john has and then they're going to be more engaged with you because again if you're not in person and able to feed off a crowd how do you raise your energy so you've got to do some exercises before so john can i share how to raise oxytocin
0: yes i'd love to know without
1: having sex before (laughs) that is one way if you decide to have sex right before every single presentation you can do it because now you're at home Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was was, was about to say you seem like a lady who likes a challenge but yeah you were talking about me being
1: (laughs) okay so I'm actually for those of you who are watching this as opposed to listening to it I'm going to put my screen down you're going to see my belly I'm going to give you a little bit of a science lesson of where the oxytocin comes from Great. so right here so we've got our belly button right here. If we go two inches up, approximately, we've got our emotional brain. People know it as our solar plexus. People know it as, um, or people don't know it, but technically or anatomically, it is considered your um, celiac nerves. And so when you breathe into the celiac nerve, so I'm going to take a breath in, and my belly's going to go up. Out. Right, so I've just breathed in. What I'm doing is I'm massaging the celiac nerves, your emotional brain, which helps you to raise your emotional intelligence. So you want to take a breath in, on a big open yawn and go, ha, huh, ha. Huh. So you don't want to do this in front of people; they're going to think you're, you know. So you just want to, but you want to go, ha, huh, ha. Huh because what it does is it literally first of all all that yawning and all that stretching releases any stress that you're having but because it's massaging your emotional nerves it's raising it stimulates the oxytocin but it also increases your emotional intelligence which is key especially if you need to be listening to your audience and being able to respond to them authentically
0: Great. So if anyone asks me what I'm doing, I'm raising my oxytocin or I'm massing <laughs> my nerve center. Good. I can go with those answers. But yeah, okay. I like it. I've learned something.
1: <laughs> I think it's amazing that you're in espana right now and I'm in New York City amongst the craziness happening here. And we're able to communicate brilliantly. It's amazing. It's
0: I, I have loved this in fact since since lockdown uh, as we call it lockdown is the nicest word really since stay at home safe at home has started um, I would say that I have made more connections around the world than maybe at any other time just from all these online meetings and uh, networks that I'm part of and groups that I'm in that where people from all different countries are able to come and attend other people's meetings for the first time where they would have had to hop on a plane before to do so. So yeah, I'm loving it from that regard.
1: That's awesome. I I love it. Yeah. It's been interesting because my work schedule was cut in half between my traveling for my TV show and all the red carpet events that I cover and all my speaking and singing engagements. I'm like not home half the time. And I actually think my workload has cut more than in half and it's been lovely because I've been able to take on more presentation clients because normally I, I only have five or 10 clients because I'm so busy with my other careers, but it's been lovely. I've been able to work with clients more, but like you, I'm finding I'm, I'm able to connect with other people that I would never have had the time to connect with before. It's lovely.
0: Which is great. So it's a real opportunity and a bonus on of everything that's going on, and and it's really for the people for the people who aren't just sort of looking inwards or trying to pull everything in. And I've taken the I've taken the stance that this is an opportunity right now, and the same opportunity we really always have, but maybe more obvious to either be creating or be consuming. And I'm making the choice. Like yourself, to be creating and doing more stuff online, and and I can honestly say I've I've, I've never felt busier, <laughs> so in a in a nice way, and I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I'm well, curious to see what's going to happen as things shift. How many people are going to go? Actually, this was easier. Not all the people dying and going through hell and trying to figure out how to pay their bills. Not that that's not easier. But I'm almost wondering because um, I know people who work full time jobs. Who are working from home this is so much easier i can go take a dog you know walk with a dog and i still and i actually get more work done i'm not getting harassed by my bosses and my co-workers like i just get my work done and only have to talk to people and like i'm actually seeing a lot of people who are seeing the benefits of, of being more home and being able to have time to do stuff it's been amazing
0: but for the people who have the opportunity at home, and I reckon that's probably going to be people who aren't completely stressed out right now for whatever reason, or people who perhaps don't have kids, and maybe they're, a lot of them are the same people, but uh, people are having to homeschool their kids on top of everything else. Um, but people who don't have those sorts of things going on I think they are going to see a lot of new businesses, people take who have taken this opportunity right now to start writing that book or start a YouTube channel or a podcast. I think we're going to see a lot. Of, I hope we're going to see a lot of great things coming out of all of this.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. And I hope that the planet continues to heal itself. I hope that it's an awareness. Like I look at pictures of Los Angeles and for a month now there's no smog. It's like, I mean, and you start seeing the bears and the foxes and, you know, they're all coming out and out of the wild because they're safe to now. And um, it's really interesting because I would love for us to have a global awareness of what we've been doing to the planet and what we've been doing to each other by our lifestyles. And hopefully we'll come out of this more conscious and kinder and more loving and cleaner, like wiping our hands and... (laughs)
0: I'm As we go. taking the perspective, I don't know if you've ever studied a, a neurolinguistic programming, I guess you might have at least come across it. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the techniques that sometimes gets taught in NLP, neurolinguistics, is uh, that of a pattern interrupt. So to help somebody stop repeating the same old habit, you kind of interrupt it like you would be scratching a record so that it can't play the same way. We've had a, a global pattern interrupt, and, and for many of us, this really is an opportunity to change our habits to do something more positive and to not just change our habits work-wise but change our habits for how we treat our environment for how we look after the world that we live on so i hope the same for you i think for many many people it's going to be some really big paradigm shifts and some some hopefully much bigger global awareness as well because right now we are all in it together for sure yeah for for anyone who may be just getting started with all of this what are the things right. that you most need to know to be able to get themselves online and presenting and doing so in a way that isn't going to put people to sleep or themselves for that matter
1: yeah so um that's a good question so what i would say is have a message that's sticky which means it sticks to people they go oh And so one of the things I see what happens with people starting out and people who are actually really advanced is that I don't find that their point of view or their message is strong enough. I find that it's very similar to other people and it's difficult not to be similar to other people. I mean, we both teach presentation skills. How are we different, right? Um, I mean, I think we're really clear because I work with a certain, I work with people who are already super advanced and you're like a genius with everybody who's in the starting out to mid-level. So you and I have a more clarity, but, um, but I think that a lot of people don't know what their unique point of view is and they're relying on their story without bringing in the whole of themselves and truly the experience they give. So I, I talk to people first around, if you're starting out, I want you to play around with your message and don't be attached to it because you got to see what sticks and what doesn't, but start to think about your message in different ways. So I'm, I'm going to go hard and fast right now on the different ways I want you to think about your message. Is that okay, John? Well yeah, of course. Okay, cool. All right. The first thing I want you to think about is how do I make this real world? So I always give the example of a client I had five, six years ago who said, I know exactly what I do. I go into businesses and I help them to declutter. And I said, I have no idea what that means. I technically know what that means, but if I'm trying to sell a solution or get somebody to hooked and say, Hey, I'm going to do a webinar on how to declutter. I'd be like, why? (laughs) But If you were to do a webinar and say, make it real world of, hey, this webinar is for entrepreneurs with messy desks, because I'm going to teach you how to clean up that messy desk so you can follow up on your leads, organize your taxes and save more money. And like, John, do you see the difference between those two?
0: Yeah. Yeah. you're, You're actually aware of what the problem is that you're solving there, not just saying who you help.
1: Right. And you're aware of how it's showing up in real world. So in the real world sense, yeah, you've got papers everywhere, so what? It's fine, I'm a creative. No, it's not okay because how many times do you go to networking and the, some, and you leave that pile of paper of, of, net, of um, leads and you have not followed up and you have potential partnerships and clients? Then it becomes, oh, okay, now I know why the messy desk is a problem. And how many times and are you actually organizing your receipts? Are you losing money on your taxes?
0: Yeah. So you're actually really speaking to people in the way that they're going to relate to their own issues to to what you're selling. Yeah, Right.
1: So that's the first thing is make it real world. The second thing is, is that another way to look at your message is what are people actually thinking in their brain that they're not expressing outside? Because if I say this is what you're thinking in your brain, people are going to go, oh, this person knows me. I guess I have to work with them or I guess I have to listen in. So, for example, Let's say I was trying to sell a sales webinar Then I might say something like, have you ever thought to yourself? Oh my God, I need more leads. I need more leads. This is why I don't have enough, you know, sales coming through. I need more leads. Well, if you're thinking that, right. So that's what's in our head. I'm going to tell you that you don't actually need more leads because the problem is is if you need more leads, then you get a spike in sales and then you're doom and gloom. And then you need more leads and you got a spike and you're doom and gloom and you keep being on this roller coaster. Anybody ready to be off the roller coaster? What if I can show you a system to take and leverage what you've already done and turn that into cash and have it consistent? Like that's just more real world. And again, what people are thinking that I've given them an what they're thinking but then i've given them an insight into oh that is what i'm thinking but i never thought about that that i'm in this perpetual motion of get more leads get more sales oh everything's gone i need more leads i need more sales so it's about getting into people's brains and then giving them the insight as to why they have this issue and then they're hooked they're like oh i gotta go listen to john now i have to go to this webinar he understands me um so there's a couple of ways to start thinking about your message i have a ton more i just don't know how many more you want
0: Uh, well uh, we're i know we're a bit we're a bit limited for time but if, if you want to share at least one more that would be great
1: yeah okay i don't believe in competition however in the sense that I believe that we each have our unique gifts, we each have something amazing we can give to the world. However, for the sake of this exercise, I need you to think about what your competition is doing and where they're missing the boat. Because if you know where they're missing the boat and you solve that problem, then it automatically differentiates you, okay? So for example, I see a lot of people go to speaker trainers and they learn speech effects, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with having speech effects. So I'm going to over articulate, I'm going to be done enough. But my point of my problem with that being, you know, a former opera singer and really understanding voice is that a lot of speaker trainers don't understand voice to the extent of a former opera singer would. And so I, I look at a lot of people who learn speech effects but they're still coming across as stiff or they come across as too aggressive because they're too articulate and too polished and then they're not able to sell as much or they're not as able to connect as much. So I really feel like most presenting trainers, again, they're doing a great job getting them to a certain level, But I feel like most presenting trainers are missing the piece of relaxation therapy, of knowing how to relax the body, relax the voice, open everything up, and know how to use breath as a way to let the voice be naturally resonant and loud without having to over-articulate. Then people go, oh, that's what's happening. That's why I come across too polished now because I'm trying too hard. So because I have a... So again, it's not putting other people down, but what it does is that it separates people out. And that's why people know that that they're going to get great training from beginning to mid level coaches, and we need those people. But when they're ready for the really advanced stuff, then they come to me. So understanding where people are missing the boat are going to under are, is going to give them the insights to really stand out and to find their market easier.
0: Yeah, well, fantastic! That's some really great insights, in it. and as I say, maybe on a level where most people are not thinking about that, particularly in terms of presentation skills. Well, one of the things that I'm very aware of now and have become very cognizant about is that we are now in a time where a lot of people are feeling a bit lost and very fearful and uncertain for the future, not just in the world of speakers, um, but in, in business and life in general. And so right now is a time when people are looking for guidance and leadership and the people who are prepared to step up and say, it's okay, you come follow me. I know what to do. I'm aware of the situation. We're ready to work on messaging and fit things into exactly what's going on right now and so come with me we'll we'll work together and we'll make it happen that is really what what people are needing right now and so people who are ready to do that or at least get started doing that the sooner the better the people who are already positioned for that are the ones who are already on it of course but uh, but it's not it's not too late still to be pivoting and moving moving in that direction
1: And I love that you're saying that because I'm seeing a lot of people put their businesses on pause and right now is not the time to put your business on pause. And it's a really fine balance of allowing yourself to feel the emotions, feel the grief, feel the fear, whatever you need to feel, feel it and allow yourself to process that, but also have the mind shift that what you do can serve other people. And again, with the selling piece, it's got to be a fine line. So I'm seeing people doing these, still doing this hardcore, like sales stuff. And I'm like, first of all, that's been out out the door for years. Like, but now more than ever, Mm -hmm. you can't do that hardcore sales stuff. You just can't because people are so sensitive. They're going to go, oh my God, you're totally getting in my face. And it's just, you know, so I think about what I'm doing. I'm literally just doing a bunch of videos saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's your tip for the day. If you loved it, that's awesome. Like comment, share. And if you feel like you want to go deeper, contact me. Like the the calls to action have to be, let your content speak for you. Let your genius speak for you. It's, I feel John, that we are being called to trust our inner power and our inner wisdom and trust that we don't have to work so hard anymore. Yeah. In a way, because before there was too much push, too much this. So I'm saying work for your emotions, take action, but take action from being dropped in who you are and trusting the power of you and doing light calls to action. Be about service first and then trust who needs to come will come.
0: Indeed. Ignoring the environment and what's going on right now for people would, it would be a deadly mistake for, for anyone else. <sighs> now i think so that's 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 really good advice now i i I really want to respect your time and i already realized we're going a a little bit over what we said so i want to pull things to a close i've tried to (laughs) give you as much space to share as much value as you as you could oh you're so you're uh, amazing john you're
1: like such a dear i'm sorry to interrupt you i just have to say that you are the real deal you are such a love such a dear heart and just a very wise soul. Thank you for doing this.
0: Thank you. I, I definitely, really, truly appreciate you coming because uh, everything everything I saw about you from the moment we first got in contact was that, yeah, you are exactly the kind of guest I'd like to have on the show. Oh. Maybe there's going to be an opportunity to have you back again in the future. If, if you're open to that, that would be great. Uh- Absolutely. What what I would like to wrap things up with then is if there's a message that you would like to leave with people today and also to tell people how they can find out more about you and maybe even get in contact with you after listening to this.
1: Yeah. So you can always go to cindyashton.com forward slash training is where my presentation training is. Um, It's all over there. My final message is to take the time to love and nurture yourself right now and always So take time to take a breath in, exhale nice and long. And just really ground yourself, feel your body and trust in the wisdom and the power of you. You deserve this time for self-care.
0: I agree. That's a wonderful message to wrap wrap up on. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your expert knowledge today. It's been genius and I'm really thrilled about it. And so I hope we can have you back as a guest again in the future. I would be delighted. Today's been a lot of fun. I've learned new things that I didn't know before. I'm sure my audience has as well. So Cindy Ashton, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, John.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you like and subscribe to stay updated for future episodes. If you think you'd make a great guest on the Loki podcast, or you know someone who would, or you have any feedback that might help us to improve the show in the future, please email me directly, john at presentinfluence.com, or visit the Present Influence website or our LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter accounts. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you there and seeing you again on a future episode of the Loki Podcast.